1: a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com slash cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening.
0: Hey guys, Jim and Kelly here from Creative Play and Podcast Network. Coming here to shine a little light on your day. (laughs) howdy it is hashtag rpg a day 2020 it is the seventh year by the way of rpg a day if if nobody's keeping track
1: very very and today
0: the word of the day is light
1: let Let there be light of course when i saw the word light um again i kind of go kind of literal um but I think of my character Sister Solace. Uh, Solace. <laughs> no, I said Solace. <laughs> oh my God, Sister Solace um, is a Tiefling uh, who looks as much like a devil as you can possibly get, um, uh, but she is a cleric of the god Pelor, who is the god. Uh, he's he's the light father, the, the the god of light, you know, and healing, and you know, so. She, I put a lot of, uh, I even created a whole sheet about, uh, that it would have different, uh, curses or blessings involving light and darkness, uh, for her because of her background. Mm. Uh, she would have different, you know, sayings and stuff. So she was very focused on the light, uh, she, even though cause she looked as much like a devil as possible, and I intentionally did that Um, because I'm like, fine, if I have to play the cleric, I'm going to make it look like the, you know, the opposite of what a cleric would look like. So red skin, black hair, black horns, gold eyes, because, of course, she's mm-hmm. the, you know, it, the gold eyes would match the gold of Pelor's symbol of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> I have to match. Um, but uh, so I think of her because her she, she is, you know, she's obsessed with the light and bringing the light to others um, and light to the darkness. So when I saw light, that's who I the thought of.
0: Illumination of the Lord of Light.
1: Yes. Yeah. the Yes. Yeah, Sister Solace. She uh, she's the a disciple of the god. She has a gold mace that she will uh, cast a light spell on so it looks like a a, a small sun. (laughs) (laughs) And she will smite the darkness. (laughs) Bring light when there is shade. And she speaks with a Slavic
0: accent. <laughs> so for mine, I was actually going to go with tricks to light in the dungeon, which we've kind of mentioned, I'm pretty sure, a dozen times over. Of the.
1: Yeah, vision, we kind of already stepped into the light. <laughs> we illuminated that, <laughs> yes illuminated that topic. the
0: shade. So it's it's one of those of <laughs> as you know, and it's not just in D and D; it's in pretty much any RPG. You can use the light or lack of light in a setting to help set things up. I mean, I mean, sort of like what you said yesterday in the desert. You could use blinding light, you know, to to jet, play with your players' heads because it's the blinding light. You can't see the bad guy. It's like that fighter plane that comes at you from the sun. You know, mm-hmm. you can't see your target. That could even be used for sci-fi. Enemy craft approaching you with the sun to its back, you know. Mm -hmm. So tricks of the light are something that you can really use for and against your players, you know, to just, you know, make the players think of different ways to do things. I mean, how many Star Wars groups have we had where a a Jedi whips out his lightsaber to use it as a torch? I mean, that's one that, you know, that we we actually have seen in a few of the video games and, you know, animated series is that they pop that lightsaber on to use it as light, even in the, the last Star Wars. Didn't they use that when they were in the sand
1: tunnels? And you know what? I also uh, use it in World of Warcraft. You know, I mean, everything's pretty light. But A lot of times there's really dark areas, and I tend to have uh, weapons. I actually use torches for a lot of my monks and stuff as their weapons. And it's really cool because when you go into a dark part of the um, cave or something, you know, boom, there it is. You can see. And I don't know if you remember, remember old Rage Fire mm-hmm. Chasm? You know when that the other boss was up that side passage that was like, but you couldn't see it because you it was can so never dark. See that damn doorway. Yeah, and I would always whip out like a mm-hmm. wand, uh, or do a spell that illuminated so people could see it. So I have a tendency to use uh, to- transmog. I love transmog. <laughs> um, uh, transmog my weapons to look like torches. Oh, I mean,
0: back in the the you know. Here's the Wayback Machine. Back in the day of EverQuest, they did such a great job with the different races, had different night visions. And if you were playing a barbarian or a human, you were screwed at night because literally your screen was pitch black except for the first two feet in front of you. Until that first time you mm-hmm. kill a fire beetle and you harvest its eye and you now have a glowing light source on you. And you can see 15 feet in front of you because, you know, as long as you Yay. can see, you can avoid danger. Which, you know, that really beats home the idea in an adventuring party, if you're stuck in the dark, you're screwed, you know? What if your characters Mm -hmm. only have torches, and you go into a cave that's got water you have to swim under? Well, guess what? Your Mm -hmm. torches are now ruined, you know? So, you then have to come up with a different yep. light source, you know, which you can, the GMs can always throw the players a bone and come up with something like, there's glowing lichen in this tunnel. Hopefully, one of the players picks up on the idea of, hey, I've got a glass jar. I can fill my jar with glowing lichen and have a glowing light source on me. Or just to go back to the old EQ days, you find a fire beetle that's glowing there. Can I harvest its gland? I mean, even in the monster manual, it talks about the gland will last a couple days. It's just that a lot of folks don't think of doing survival or nature roll to think about. Can I harvest parts? Because that's not really a thing that D&D does anymore. You know, it's not like you're harvesting. You know, it's not like the game Monster Hunter, where you're harvesting every square inch of every monster you run into, if you're lucky.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, very good point. And that's why I always try to find some type of either, you know, magical backup. Um, that's why I always ask, hey, uh, if, if there's more than one caster in the group when we're set doing session zero, hey, do you have light? Do you have light? Okay, they, none, none of them take it or that type of thing. And, and I'm like, okay, well, what are the other races? When I find that out, then I like, okay, I have to take, you know, um, which with the last one, with the daggers of Freeport, changelings can't see in the dark, <laughs> even when they change shape. Yeah, Jim, uh, you, uh, erased that eventually, <laughs> it took a, almost a year, uh, but, uh, got a, uh, a, a mm-hmm. light source that, uh, um, I put into, it's a stone that glows. Just a little light, you know, like the light of a candle, Um, uh, and I had it mounted into a necklace, you know, just, you know, wire and cording, easy peasy. Uh, But it's so I don't have to worry about, Mm -hmm. you know, keep it in a pouch. Because there's
0: there's nothing worse than a group that's running down a dungeon with a bunch of torches and a single hobgoblin wizard comes out and casts wind gusts down the tunnel. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And, then and now her. all of
0: a sudden you hear, like, a scene from Aliens, the goblins crawling out of their murder holes in the pitch black darkness.
1: Yeah, because I think I'm the only one in that group that does not have some type of dark vision or low light vision. In that
0: group, I think you're right. Cause, yeah. Yeah, everybody, uh,
1: yeah, tiefling. Half orc. Uh, half orc, um, uh Half elf. Um, what is uh, uh, it? just a Half elf. Uh, the cat the tabaxi can has you know mm-hmm. the low light vision so and the tea plant. yeah and the yep, other one. so
0: you're the one that has to make sure to avoid the darkness stay out of that shade
1: yeah and then them to light <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry i had to have prestidigitation and vicious mockery <laughs> so that,
0: that that is definitely a good reason to, to bring multiple light sources especially if you can do them on command because mm-hmm. if it's like Hey, if it's a something that glows, you know, bright blue light in the presence of a rules lawyer, that becomes handy. <laughs> when all of a sudden, you know, your torches are all doused and you have to have light for the group. I mean, and if if you're a character that has a shield and you're probably tanking, if you have a shield, that is a really good light source for the team because it's facing danger.
1: I got- know. I always like putting it on the front of uh, tank shield. You can shield. cast light on an arrow <laughs>
0: or a dagger or a coin and then throw it to a location. I'm always a huge fan of, you know, light dagger and then throwing it into a bad guy. Then they become the light source.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good
0: one. As well as the whole, uh, make sure, like, glow rod was a classic D&D item that you can have. It's basically crystal, you bang it against something, and it glows like a glow stick, you know. Super translatable to most players in this day and age that they can just, you know, oh, it's a magic glow stick. You know, that way mm-hmm. you can immediately have the whole, oh, this makes perfect sense of what this is. If it's not a torch, because who wants to get their tinder kit out and actually have to light a torch? Yeah, not to mention.
1: Although with prestidigitation, I can light a candle then, or small And wire. that's another
0: good one there is you can make a, a small flame. And, you know, after all, look at the old d d style that uh, when you made a campfire, it was equivalent of five torches that the group could then take out of the fire and use as light. So
1: mm-hmm. that way
0: you always have an option out there. Uh, let's see. There's always uh, – you could use alchemical fire. That's always a good one for making instant light. You know, just going to say the classic oil flask. There's a reason mm-hmm. for that oil flask, I'm just going to say. Yep. And it's not just the uh, for the lamp.
1: <laughs>
0: you could also uh, rig, like uh, use alchemical fire and say, hey, GM, can I rig a booby trap up so that breaks open if someone hits a trip wire?
1: Mm-hmm. That,
0: that's one that I've done before. There's the use.
1: Light can be used as a weapon, too. Light can
0: be used as an alarm clock. Look in the era back when they used to take the candle with the nails
1: to keep track Mm-mm. of time when
0: you're you know in an underground.
1: Yep. Although remember uh when we were the Scion, um dwarves in the uh um Norse tradition uh were to t- would turn like stone. Trolls. And think of how many dwarves carry killed just by you know, shining a light on the she like brought the yep, sun. she used her sun power. The smackdown won exactly. She used her sun power, and the, she would just she was creating statues right left. She
0: was. So so mm-hmm. light is an important thing. Look at how many movies we've all seen where the dying of the light is the groups being screwed. I mean, you know, Riddick, mm-hmm. the first one. You know, how many of the players were were saved by the light? Mm-hmm. Pitch black, black. you know, saved by Mm -hmm. the light because the monsters were actually vulnerable to it, which gives you that classic vampire Mm -hmm. thing. You know, light can be the best tool ever.
1: Yep. Scary things come out in the dark. The light, you know, protects you. Or
0: worse, you could be playing a group of kobolds that are sensitive to the light. And then the light is your Mm -hmm. enemy.
1: Yeah, I played a kobold in, uh, oh God, what was the name of that? That version Midgard. of, yeah, Midgard. I was a kobold rogue in that uh, game, and I had, I was taken minuses right and left when we were out in the light. Mm-hmm. But in dark, I was, you know, everything's cool. You're
0: in your element. So just mm-hmm. make sure you use the light for your players. You lose, use the light as an option for your players and make sure you use light against your players because that's just how you should be doing things. Yep. Because blinding spells in the darkness is also fun too. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and there's that spell darkness, which is the there opposite, is. you know, where it...
0: there you go. hearkening back to the shade.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and Hey, as, as a GM, if you're carrying a light source, your players are depleting one of their hands for things that they can carry and do. Just going to throw that out See, there. that's
1: why I always cast light on something, so that that doesn't happen. Because you can't have
0: a sword and a shield and a torch, too. What are you going to sacrifice exactly. for the light? All right, mm-hmm. so that's that's going to be a good place to wrap it up there for August the 9th, light. Let there be oh,
1: light. my
0: favorite line.